You're listening to the Quince podcast. The center's policy on different vaccine prices for different phases and different age categories is prima facie detrimental to the right of health of the country. That's what the Supreme Court said about the current COVID vaccine policy in India. Ever since the launch of phase 3 of the COVID vaccine drive, which opened up the process to all citizens above the age of 18, the move has garnered a lot of criticism from all quarters, especially because of the differential pricing of the vaccines for states, center and private hospitals. that health experts say contradicts the principle of universality in a health crisis and on 31st may a three judge bench comprising of justices dy chandrachud l nageshwara rao and s ravindra bhat made similar observations and posed a series of heart hitting questions to the center on the dual pricing of vaccines registration and distribution it also directed the government to quote and quote undertake a fresh review of its vaccination policy addressing the concerns raised But of course this is hardly the first time that the court intervened in this matter. Just a month earlier on 3rd May the Supreme Court had asked the same questions and also called out the discriminatory nature of the vaccine policy on three fronts: differential vaccine pricing, vaccine procurement of different age groups, and the digital divide caused due to the vaccine registration policy. And in the recent hearing the top court also observed that the center has failed to submit a national policy document on covid vaccines leading to the court stating that it will no longer accept affidavits on the same and has requested the actual policy documents internal communications on which the vaccine policy was based on but despite the harsh commentary from the three judges no serious action has been taken against the center and the bench have instead given them a couple of more weeks to file yet another affidavit in this episode we will go through the observations made by the court on the center's vaccine policy and the center's responses to the same To help untangle the various observations made by the court for today's episode we spoke with the quince legal consultant karan tripathi get tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and i'm your host himmat Let's start with the core observation which the Supreme Court made which is that the vaccine is quote unquote prima facie detrimental to the right of health as per the current vaccination policy which started on 1st May 50% of the vaccines made by the manufacturer will go to the center while the other 50% will be for state governments private hospitals and the open market while the center's share of the vaccines will be focused on inoculating those who are 45 and above the states are expected to procure vaccines for 18 to 44 age group by themselves and the general debate has been about the differential pricing and about whether or not it's a fair decision both vaccine manufacturers serum institute of india and bharat biotech have been supplying the vaccine to the center for rupees 150 per dose however the price is significantly more for states and private hospitals at rupees 300 and rupees 600 respectively for covishield vaccine and in the case of bharat biotech's covaxine the price is rupees 400 for states and rupees 1200 for private hospitals Now slamming the central government the bench asked what is the rationale behind letting states compete with each other for procuring vaccines from private manufacturers the court also asked the center to place on record the actual policy documents to examine the rationale behind the prima facie discriminatory vaccination policy the court observed that the individual states cannot be left alone in the vaccine procurement process it said and i quote 
the central government has to procure the vaccines and distribute it. Individual states cannot be left in a lurch. What is the vaccine policy of India? Do you, central government, treat yourself as one national agency and procure for the states or have the states been left on their own? End quote. However, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta failed to satisfy the court with his responses, stating that the policy is not cast in stone and that they will, quote-unquote, try to be flexible. Current Tripathi, the Quinn's legal consultant, believes that this we-will-be-flexible approach is evasive, confusing and shrouded in secrecy. Since it fails to answer the basic question on how the policy will not pose a financial burden on certain sections of the society. I think the affidavits submitted by the central government before the Supreme Court show that their entire policy towards COVID-19 has been reactionary and not preemptive. All the major decisions that they have taken, whether it was on oxygen allocation or deployment of the armed forces, have come after they have been pulled up by the by the courts, by the Supreme Court, and or either or directed by the Supreme Court to take those actions. So this clearly shows lack of planning and lack of will to take these decisions in the first place. And despite pulling up of the courts, these affidavits continue to be evasive. They, they are not giving direct answers to the tough questions uh, asked by the courts, both on the law and the facts. So instead of having direct responses to direct questions such as why dual procurement, why differential pricing, what are, what, what are you going to do about the digital divide and mandatory COVID registration, instead of giving direct answers to these questions, we are getting extremely ambiguous and evasive affidavits, which basically says we will look into the matter, we will be flexible. These are not the answers that command confidence either in the public or in the courts. The current vaccination procurement policy is a big diversion from the established policy, where historically the centre has always been responsible for procuring or importing vaccines, whether it has been measles or the HPV vaccines. This diversion from established policy also led to the top court criticising the centre, stating, and I quote, You can't just say that you are the central government and you know what's right. We have a strong arm to come down on this. The rising criticism on the BJP-led centre's decentralised policy from the courts has also led to many union ministers and BJP leaders to actively defend the policy in the recent past. For example, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman on 27th May stated that health is a state subject. However, the Indian constitution has read pandemic as a specific issue on which not just state governments but even the central government can legislate. Karan points out how the constitution lays down the distribution of powers between the centre and the state governments, which clearly show how managing a pandemic is not just the responsibility of the state governments. I think one narrative that has dominated the central government and has repeatedly come from the union ministers is that health is a state subject. Even in the affidavit that they had submitted before the Supreme Court, they had said that health is a state subject. We have decentralized vaccination policy because health is a state subject. But I don't know if the central government does not know this or they are deliberately trying to hide the fact that while health is a state subject, pandemic is not. Under the Constitution of India, the Schedule 7, uh, there are three lists, union list, state list and concurrent list. The term pandemic comes under uh, item 29 in the concurrent list, which basically says that on the issues of pandemic, both the central government and the state government can make the laws. 
And let me remind you that when the Supreme Court took the Suomoto on the COVID-19 crisis, to justify their decision to take that Suomoto, they had very categorically stated that COVID-19 pandemic is not restricted to one particular state. It's devastating effects are being seen uh, uh, across the country. And that's why it is a responsibility of the central government to, to take over and to manage uh, both the you know both the supply of facilities and as well as how to stop this pandemic uh, throughout the country becomes the responsibility of the central government because it is not restricted to one particular state but it transcends boundaries. So even the Supreme Court has clarified this, the high courts have clarified this, and even the Constitution of India very clearly says that pandemic is a concurrent subject where both the center and the state can make policy. The central government is continuing with the narrative that health is a state subject. And let me also remind you that, you know, procuring vaccines and issuing global tenders for the vaccines has always historically and legally been done by the central government, whether it's the measles vaccines, it is the J2 vaccines or HPV vaccines. All these vaccines were procured by the central government. And even the vaccines that were manufactured in India, central government was the biggest buyer. So what explains this sudden change in policy? of allowing the states to, you know, float global tenders, which is something that it's hard to understand. And this is precisely what the Supreme Court has been asking the central government, to which the central government is simply avoiding and evading answers. Another major observation made by the Supreme Court in both the hearings was the mandatory requirement for registration through the government's COVID app to be inoculated. The court stated that the mandate for registering through the COVID app or website, which can be accessed only through a smartphone or a computer, does not address large sections of India which are marginalized by the digital divide. And the problem of digital divide does not end at access to smartphones or internet. Many anecdotal experiences across India of people trying to book appointment slots through COVID highlight the technical glitches of this platform and the difficulty of registering for a vaccine slot. The court went on to say that the center must wake up and smell the coffee and see what's happening across the country. The SG Tushar Mehta in response to this pertinent question stated that people in villages can rely on registering through service centres, friends or NGOs. Now, despite the criticism and the observations made by the top court, the centre has not budged an inch on its vaccine policy and has only stated that it will, quote-unquote, address it in the next affidavit. However, despite the fire and fury shown by the Supreme Court, it is yet to take a coercive step against the centre. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.